0: Yo, today's QOD is You cannot succeed being like everybody else. You must take that lonely road. Here we go. Today's show I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We got Dr. Dennis Kimbrough back on the show today. And Dr. Kimbrough is going to talk about what makes the great great. You may have heard Dr. Kimbrough's story. He interviewed 250, I think, of the most successful Black achievers in the country because he wanted to find out like what makes people successful and what makes people impoverished. And he found the answers. And he's got some phenomenal books about this. Think and Grow Rich "A Black Choice, The Wealth Choice, as well as What Makes the Great Great. I recommend you read them all. But one thing he talks about here that a lot of successful people have had to deal with and that a lot of people can't handle as they're moving towards success is the aloneness. And what I mean by that, you know, a great way to Talk about this is something I wrote about on Instagram the other day, and it really seemed to resonate with a lot of readers. It's something I learned from Dr. Alyssa Rankin, who wrote a book called The Anatomy of a Calling. I read about this concept there. The concept is called the empty elevator syndrome. And what this means is for most of your life, you've been on the same elevator with the same people stuck at the same floor. It's almost like being in a video game, you're playing the same level over and over and over. You just can't get past that level. Well, if you want to move up in the game of life, one thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to press that door open button. And what's going to happen is those people you've been around all of your life, you're probably going to have to let them all off the elevator. If these people aren't supportive of you, if they don't encourage you to live your dreams, if they put a a cap on your accomplishments and what they believe you can accomplish, they're going to have to get off the elevator and those elevator doors are going to close and you're going to have to press another floor, a higher floor and you're going to start moving up. But as you're moving up, you're like, Oh my God, I'm moving up, but I'm all by myself and I don't like how this feels. Most successful people go through this very thing. A lot of people who go through this thing can't handle this thing. And then they press the button. They want to go back down. Don't go back down. Keep moving up. No matter how lonely and alone you may become, keep going up. But here's the deal. At some point, you never know when this point is going to be. And we'll talk about this more on Wednesday with Louise Hay. You never know where this point's going to be. But at some point, the elevator stops and those doors open. And a new group of people comes on the elevator. And these are your people. These are the people that you've attracted because you've become somebody different. And you move up together. That's the empty elevator syndrome. You have to be able to cope and deal with the aloneness that comes with changing your life and transitioning to somebody new. But if you can't handle that, I guarantee you'll be stuck at the same level for the rest of your life. And that's not what you want. You want more, you can have more, if you're willing to go through it. Dr. Kimbrose, coming up.
1: Well, I wanna take my time, my little feeble remarks, 20 minutes or so. I'm an open book, you know what I've done, I'm no secret. Some of you've read parts of my first book, or third book, What Makes the Great Great. You know that when I got my fancy PhD degree from Northwestern University I didn't know what I wanted to do but I certainly knew what I didn't want to do at the time I did not want to be like many of my colleagues ran off from Chicago Washington DC wanted to work in one of the federal administrations I didn't want to do that ironically I didn't want to go the corporate route though I did work in corporate America for 10 years until I finished my first book what was more ironic I didn't even want to teach And here I am, just a B-School professor, and I'm completely fulfilled by that. All I wanted to do, I wanted to find the answers to two questions. Question number one, why does one person succeed while another fails? And question number two, why is one individual rich and wealthy while another is impoverished? So I carved out a list of 50 peak performers high-achieving black entrepreneurs, black men and women who carved their name on the tablet of success. They didn't know me, but I knew them, and I was going to meet and interview them at point-blank range. Well, that list grew from 50 to 100, from 100 to 150. I quit counting at 150 interviews. You name them, I probably interviewed them. What makes the great great? I asked Percy Sutton, owner of the Apollo Theater. He says, if you had but one wish, Let it be for an idea. What makes the great great? I asked Quincy Jones, the famed musical producer. I said, Mr. Jones, lay it on me. He said, success occurs when your critics respect you, when your children love you, when you have peace of mind. What makes the great great? I went and interviewed Mae Jemison, first black woman in outer space. I said, my God, Dr. Jemison, a physician and an astronaut too? When did you get that idea? She said, I knew exactly what I wanna be at age eight. I said, well lay it on me, darling, I'm ready for it. She said, you can find it in the word lifestyle. Life is God's gift to you, style is what you make out of it. What makes the great great? I came here to Cleveland, Ohio, spent a day with Don King, the fight promoter, and we walked the streets of his old neighborhood, and his cronies were all around him. I said, Mr. King, please give me the answer. May Jimison just told me I could find the secret in lifestyle. He stroked his face and he said, closer to the truth, look for it in the word enthusiasm. I said, enthusiasm, is that it? He said, yeah, if you set yourself on fire, the world will come see you burn. What makes the great great? I spent four hours with Janetta Cole, past president of Spelman College. And I said, Dr. Cole, please give me the answer. She said, show me somebody content with mediocrity, and I'll show you somebody destined to fail. I went to Washington DC, and before his tragic flight, Ron Brown, secretary of commerce, I said, Mr. Brown, I am so honored to be here, Mr. Secretary. I said, let's talk about leadership and success. He said, leadership, that's something I do know. There's only two requirements of leadership. Number one, the price of leadership is always loneliness. And number two, you can never be concerned what other people think, say, or do. What makes the great great? (laughs) Mr. Earl Graves left. Spent four hours with him. I had my tape recorder going. He told me something that he did early in his business career, and I made an off-the-cuff remark. I didn't think he heard me. I said, oh, Mr. Graves, that's impossible. He said, what did you say? I said, that's impossible. He said, come here, young man, come here. Cut that taper cord off. Come here, I want to make eye contact with you. I want to make sure that you understand what I'm about to tell you. He said, don't let me ever hear you use the word impossible. There's any such thing that I've uncovered in my business career, there's no such thing as impossible. Granted, overnight, the impossible may not become possible, but over time, the impossible certainly will become possible. So what makes the great great? I could give you sound bites of all the individuals that I interviewed. I came full circle when I interviewed Ben Carson, arguably the greatest neurosurgeon in this country. I interviewed him twice. I said, Doc, give me the answer. He said, think big, think bold, think stretch, think global, think quantum leap. But Lord have mercy, think. <laughs> I found four common chords in all these men and women. Number one, they dream big dreams. They had a dream, a passion, something they desperately wanted to accomplish in life. Point number two. They were inner directed versus outer-directed. In other words, they weren't so quick to believe well-meaning friends and family members who said, you can't do this, you can't do that. They walked to a beat of a different drummer. And that's why the old poet Robert Frost was so apropos when he wrote years ago, two roads diverge the wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. In other words, you are unique. You cannot succeed being like everybody else. You must take that lonely road.
0: That was Dr. Dennis Kembro. He does not have a website. However, you can follow him on the Instagram at Dr. Dennis Kembro. Also, you can listen to today's entire talk on the YouTube. It is called The Keynote Speech That Inspired Me and Left Me in Tears, Doctor. Dennis Kimbrough. Hey, follow me on that Instagram at Sean Croxton. Also, please leave a rating and or review for the show on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Much appreciated. I will see you tomorrow with Louise. Hay, who's going to show you how to attract the people who you want to connect with. I'll see you then. Peace.